It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Yeah. Um, before, okay, before we begin, I just like to say, I have this thing going on, on the, under the table, and my legs are really sore. And it's the funniest thing, is that it's not, like, I feel like I pulled every muscle in my leg while sleeping. You know, it's the kind maybe of Maybe you did. Yeah, maybe I did, but I don't know how you do that. It's the kind of feeling where, like, you know, if you, if you run a whole bunch someday, and you don't stretch beforehand, the next day you wake up and you feel like you've got jelly legs... Yeah. That's what I've got now, but somehow I got it from sleeping. Who? What kind of? What kind of? What kind of terrible, sick, maligned body gets pulled muscles from sleeping? That's my question. Maybe you had a restless sleep. I would have had to. And you guys can't see it right now, but Peter is taunting me because his background is him up in the clouds, and I wish you could see this, but unfortunately you can't. So here we go. Episode number, not number. Episode letter. I. I. I'm Ed. I'm Peter. That's. Ed and Peter. Um, That's us. We've tossed in a bunch of I words. Are you a fan of the letter I? It's a good word. I mean, no good letter. See, I'm not, because when I was thinking of these I words, it took me a very long time to come up with I words. Turns out I is not a very useful letter in general. See, but... I, had the, I had the opposite experience because for me, I mean, I is a really easy way to negate other words, right? So you oh. can go from like mutable to immutable. Clever. You can go, you know. So it was hard to think of words that were I words that stood on their own, that weren't just, you know, the, the negation of a more Yeah, that, that didn't have that crutch to them. Well, let's yeah. see what we came up with. Shaking the cup, the magical cup, and say when you want to stop. Okay, give me a second. <laughs> You're lighting? Okay. Okay, stop. Stop. And the word is indoor plumbing, which is not a word, okay. more of a concept, a double word. Um, but I'm a fan of indoor plumbing. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy I have it too. Are you a camper? Uh, Do you I have, camp? I have a pretty luxurious indoor plumbing situation, to be honest. Define a luxurious uh, indoor plumbing situation. I, I have a clawfoot tub. And, I mean, that's that's clearly something that means something to me. Uh, I think a lot of people like having a clawfoot tub See, uh, or, or wish that they had it. To me, it's, it's to me a luxurious plumbing... It's certainly an object that I, I feel like I can lord over other people. Yeah, when you have people around your house, you're like, the tour is not complete until you've seen my bath. Yeah, totally. To me, a luxurious indoor plumbing scenario would be like, you know, that thing that millionaires have, where it's a bathroom that's the size of a ballroom, and you walk in and it's got like a rain shower and, you know, 15 sinks and a bath that's the size of a pool. That's 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 luxurious. What, what do you need that for? Um, well, again, it's part of the tour. When you're doing the tour of your home, you want to be able to take people around and say... Like, I, I understand the value of having, say, like a, a double sink situation in a bathroom. You know, if you've got a partner, you, you can brush your teeth at the same time. You know, you, you can complain about having hair in your own sink, I guess. You know, I mean, these sorts of things make sense as upgrades. Um, but they're not necessary. I think, you know, fundamentally, you need a place where you can relieve yourself in a sanitary fashion and a place to get hot and cold running water maybe not even hot but you know running water would be ideal you have Potable one you have one bathroom in your place yes yes yeah. and you live with a flatmate and in the past you've lived with other people has it ever got yeah. to the point where you're like honestly two bathrooms would just be a salvation for me right now uh no not really um and i think it's 
easier because we have separate schedules. Like um, I, he he's often at work and I'm not. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so let's go away from indoor playing for a second. Are you a camper? Do you camp? I really like camping. Yeah. Okay, so to me, one of the most unappealing things about camping is the, the plumbing situation, the bathroom situation. I'm all for like being out in nature. I love going for hikes. I love exploring nature. But when it comes to the overnight thing, and you know, I suddenly can't have a shower, and I can't wash my hands, and I can't use a like a porcelain toilet, it's very distressing to me. I'm not I'm not okay with that. Okay. Um, and how have you overcome this in the past? Um, never go camping is my is my modus operandi <laughs> to never go camping. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is I think that when you're camping with people, you, you tend to camp with people who you trust. Uh, and so if you're in a situation where it's acknowledged that you can't really shower for a couple of days, then you just kind of get over it. Also, I mean, in all likelihood, you're you're swimming, right? You're in rivers or lakes or whatever. And that's, that's not cleaning sort of you. Bathing. There's a difference between getting clean and getting wet. You can get wet and be dirtier than when you went in. Uh, I suppose that's true. I, um, okay. Are you are you very fastidious generally? Like, are are you are well, you? In I have I have obsessive compulsive disorder, so I have two or three showers a day. I have a shower when I wake up. I have a shower in the mid afternoon, and then I have a shower before I go to bed. So showering, so camping. I can see how camping would be. Hard. Yeah, so you, <laughs> yeah. So you're joining the dots there. That showering is showering is a big part of my routine as well. It's part of my day. You know, it breaks up the periods of the day. You know, you've got. Yeah. Let's say I have three sections of the day because I have three showers and there's like a, a period after each one. That's kind of nice, right? It's it like a little nice. fresh start. And I for, like for whenever I move three. into a new flat, the first thing I change is the shower head because whenever I move into a new flat, the shower head is always just you know landlords always put the most basic thing in possible. So the first thing I do whenever right. I move into a new flat is I put in a, a more luxurious shower head. But at the moment, I have a double shower head, so one that comes from two angles. That's the first thing I do is because I know that the shower is important to me when I move so into a new flat. you place. don't have a favorite shower head that's moved with you across several apartments? No, because try as I might to keep them clean, shower heads build up things inside that you can't get at. You know, they build up sort of calcifications and lime scale and disgusting things that I know are in there. And so when isn't I... That, I hate to shout out a product, but isn't that what CLR is for? Yeah, I've done the trick where you fill a bowl with CLR and you just sort of push it up to the shower head and it like makes a nice fizz, you know, cosmetically it looks like it's doing a thing, but I can't see inside, so I don't know what it's doing. So why don't you unscrew the shower head and soak it in a bowl overnight? Oh my goodness, that's actually genius. That's, I can't. <laughs> oh no, I'm literally, I'm putting my head in my hands right now over the fact that I didn't think about that. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> Um, okay, well, okay, Peter. Moving on. Yeah, Peter has just cracked. <laughs> Peter has just cracked one of the bigger conundrums of my life in in about four seconds of dialogue. Can I, actually, can I tell you a story about when I moved into this place? Because this this flat has an interesting story to it. I am I am mildly handy. I would say at most I'm mildly handy. I would never be able to be employed as a handyman, but I can fix most things about the house myself without too much stress. And when I moved okay. into this flat, the kitchen sink was a, a double sink and it was doing this thing where the sink would fill up with water and then it would take hours to drain down and right. i thought you know obviously the person who lived here before me just sort of lived with this and accepted it but i can't accept this this is unacceptable to me this is a horrible story to anybody who's a bit squeamish just a heads up there's some squeamish elements to this story <laughs> um so I thought, I'm going to do something about this. So the first thing I did was, you know, get the Drano and pull the Drano down. That didn't do anything. I did the boiling water. If in case it was grease or fat or something, you know, poured a whole bunch of boiling water down. 
nothing happened. So I decided to go under the sink and crack it open. And so I, I did the thing, you know, you slip a bucket under the bend and you open up the little trap and then the water flushes out so that you can take the pipes off. And when I opened up the trap, water came out, disgusting fetid brown water, but that was not the only thing that came out. A whole bunch of stones, like little blue and white stones, came out of the of the trap and fell into the bucket. And I was like, what the heck are stones doing in my pipes? That does not make sense. And then I was like, you know... Oh, gosh, I think I know where this I, is going. You probably do, but just <laughs> wait for it. I was like, well, you know, it's possible that, you know, underground plumbing or something, but I was like, no, these are, these are like artificial stones. These are blue and white stones. And so I decided to take the whole thing off. And it smelled so bad. It was one of the worst, like, it is a smell that will haunt me to my grave. It was such a bad <laughs> smell. Anyway, took the thing off, realized that the pipes were, were full of something. They were clogged. And so I sort of took it outside and stuck a coat hanger down it to see if I could bring it up. And I, I pulled the coat hanger up and what came up was the most repellent thing I'd ever seen. It was like packed with hair. There was a whole bunch of hair on it. But then it was also this like disgusting feculent blob and I looked at this thing and I was like, what is this? And I looked at it and I was like, what is this? And as I looked at it and I saw the hair in it and I saw the stones in it and I saw the blob, the penny sort of dropped and I went, I know what this is. This is cat shit. Somebody has been pouring their cat shit down the sink with the cat litter. Oh, no. When they washed oh, no. out their cat litter box, when they washed out their cat litter box, they had been, you know, tapping the residual litter down. And over however long they lived there, a year or so, the hair and cat shit and cat litter stones had congealed into these solid bricks, blobs. Well, because it's clumping, it's clumping litter. Yeah, right? that had sealed <laughs> up the pipes. And I was like, this is madness. There is literal cat shit flooding my pipes. I ended up like, I didn't even put the same pipes back in. I was like, I'm not, I'm not having this in my kitchen. I'm not accepting this. So I ended I'm up getting- you're, I'm glad you're fairly handy then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have a cat. Do you tell me you don't do that. No, gosh, no. No, I have two cats. Um, I got them super fancy litter that's made from walnut shells. Wow. Um, because I guess, I don't know, a lot of cats have problems with grains. And so a lot of like organic cat litters that aren't made out of, I don't know, rocks or whatever the fuck it's made out of, um, tend to be made out of grains, which I guess some cats aren't great with. So I guess they're fine with walnut shells. Um, and so you're reusing a product, it's biodegradable, it's compostable, it's also flushable, um, not like whatever the fuck your, your previous tenant was doing. Um, it's funny to think that that is the cat version of the bathroom as well. You've, you've given your cats indoor plumbing by giving them a box of walnut shells. I have, and I'm lucky because my cats, you know, spend a lot of time outdoors, I mean, obviously not so much now because it's been winter, um, but in the summer they, they don't really shit inside, which is even better. <laughs> they've got better options elsewhere do they prefer it uh they they prefer to be outside they just don't do it when it's cold right so they they prefer the literal call of the wild when they have to go to the bathroom yeah absolutely yeah no, unlike you they would prefer to be camping yeah unlike, yeah <laughs> unlike me and i'm sure many many other people who would prefer <laughs> not to go to the bathroom in the woods i feel like that's a fairly common a fairly fairly common sympathy among people but it's a pretty recent sympathy among people don't you think yeah how recent what do you reckon what was what, what, what the flushing toilets maybe like 1880s yeah i mean this is not this is not a long time that we've had this as a thing yeah and there are plenty of places in the world where it's still not a thing there are places within canada where it's not a thing um and uh that's worth acknowledging too 
Yeah, and also the danger of that. I mean, the sickness that comes with that and the public health crisis that comes with that. Yeah. It, is a, it is a basic human, you know, you should be treating it as a basic human need, a basic human um, entitlement to have running water and flushing toilets, but it's not. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I think about people often ask me, they're like, you know, how would you have survived if you lived in, you know, cowboy times or if you lived in the, the Middle Ages? And they're like, you right. know, you're so fussy about washing your hands and about all that sort of stuff. They're like, you would have you would have died. And I always want to say to them, no, I wouldn't have because it would have been like ignorance is bliss. If I didn't know what bacteria was and I didn't know about bacteria multiplying and about how bacteria make you ill, I would have lived such a happy life. I would have been well, fantastically you, you would have free. Had other things to be neurotic about. <laughs> all right go on tell me <laughs> like you would I mean, like I, th I think that fundamentally you know if 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 you're a neurotic person or or whatever i mean clearly they were neurotic people even when people didn't know about germs or or whatever or light switches you know i mean clearly people you know had had ticks or behaviors or whatever maybe instead of flicking the light switch on and off three times you i don't know snuff the candle out three times i don't know uh, but it, these behaviors have to translate across time <laughs> you snuff and relight and snuff and relight and snuff and relight the candle <laughs> just, thinking, just thinking about like that guy's wife sitting in bed just hearing the let larry come to bed <laughs> i know what you're doing out there <laughs> I don't know. I reckon if I was, I reckon if I was a frontiersman, you know, a Laura Ingalls Wilder kind of cowboy fella, me mm -hmm. saying that just sounds so unnatural. I reckon I would have thrived. I reckon I would have been, <laughs> I reckon I would have been a picture of health and muscular and robust. I don't think I would. I was like, get, what, what's a neurotic cowboy? What does a what does a cowboy have neuroses about? Um, I don't know. Their dogies not getting along. <laughs> <laughs> What's a dogie? Tell me about dogies. I, I, I think it's just what cowboys call dogs. They, they probably used to herd cattle. I thought it was the cow. I thought the cows themselves were called the dog. Like, get oh, along, I think you're right. Dogie. You're right. You're right. They yeah. are. I, I don't know why. Why is called, yeah. Why is called joke? We, we'll have to follow up on that. If you want to do, we can, okay. we can do a research or, or maybe portion. maybe one of our listeners could fill us in. Maybe one of our research, maybe one of our listeners who has been um, a 19th century cowboy at some point in their life. Or even who is a cowboy now. Oh, that's so much better. Yeah, if we could get an active cowboy to uh, to chime in, that would be we would we would very much appreciate your input, Mister Cowboy. Tell Newman. us, tell or us, Madam Cowboy. Tell us about your little doggies. Uh, well, before we go, do you want to tell the people about where to find us, where to find our doodads? Uh, we are located at podpage.com/ed-peter, and uh, you can find links to all of our previous episodes. You can find links to this one. Uh, you can find links to merch, which is available for your perusal and purchase. And uh, also a link on the right-hand side of our page where you can leave us a voicemail, and we urge you to do so. Have we had any voicemails come in? No, no, we still haven't. And have I mentioned to you every show that the voicemail is an out-of-date format? Yes, but uh, until I can figure out something more robust, like maybe the ability for listeners to send us a fax, uh, we're stuck with that. Do you have a fax machine? Does anyone have a fax machine? Well, then, so people would be sending a fax to nowhere. They would be sending out a fax into the ether. <laughs> That's as good as our, our inbox is right now. So. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. send us a fax to any random number, and we will endeavor to track it down and find where it was delivered. <laughs> also, if you receive a fax, just uh, send it <laughs> If you receive a mystery fax, you'll know where it came from now. Yeah.
right. All right. Letter uh, I. Thank you for listening. Thank you. This is uh, letter, letter I. Letter I. And uh, who are you? Uh, I'm Ed. I'm Peter. And that was Ed and Peter. See you next time.